Good afternoon. This is an end time podcast. You are listening to the writing on the wall. I'm your host, Tay. Today we're talking about a, a touching topic. Today we're talking about death. Yeah. You know, death is a topic not too many people like talking about, especially if it's hit home. You know, when it comes to death, we don't really understand death as man. Some probably more than others. Some not as much. Some just totally avoid it, you know, because it's death, you know, is a part of life or well, this life. You know, I was fortunate and I won't say fortunate like that, but I'm talking about in the principal sense that I was fortunate to have a encounter with death at a very, very early age. And honestly, in the first days of my life, you know. Like I said, I was born in the second trimester between 22 and 23 weeks, and I had an illness called a short bowel syndrome. You know, on when I add that on top of being born in the second trimester, four and a half months early, you know, it was a slim chance of not only me surviving, you know, just, you know, just the whole situation, but, you know, just surviving life outside the womb. And... You know, reality is I died. You know, even when I uh, went back and got the um, the report, you know, it was just saying that I kept dying in my sleep, you know, and other stuff came, and that's for another day, for another testimony, you know, on what happened in my birth, the, the long process that took basically the first two years of my life away from me. But I'm blessed to be here today. But, you know, I hear stories of all, you know, all people who know who knew me and still know me today from, you know, mom and, you know, grand grandparents at the time, you know, even just people in my church growing up, you know, how impactful it was, the whole situation. But like I said, I was fortunate to encounter death. But one of the things I really kind of hate is that I don't remember it. But from what I told and just how it was and just where I'm at today, is the fact that uh, I faced death head on. And I didn't win, of course. You know, Jesus won victorious because he gave me back my life, even though I did die. It's just the fact that I know that I faced death before and it opened up this big can of worms, if you may say, just my whole life when it comes to death. You know, if you remember in an earlier podcast, I talked about I was very fearful growing up. And one of the biggest fears I had growing up, which is funny, and it's still today that I battle with is the fear of death. You know, I mean, I know it's probably shock to the listeners listening right now, but I had just this internal battle with the thought of death to the point where it caused me to not only just study more, but to try my best to embrace it because the reality is it's coming. And one thing we know about death is it's not like a respect respect of per, uh, persons, you know. It's not like it pick and chooses, you know, who to take or who to over, overcome, you know. Death come to everyone. Death come to the baby. Death come to the, you know, the toddler, the, the kid, you know, the adolescent, the teenager, the young adult, you know, the adult, you know, the elders, you know. Death comes to everyone, you know. And because of sin, the way of sin is death, death itself can come at any time in any way. You know, you can literally not be doing anything that caused you to die. But the fact that there's sin in the world, 
and the wage of sin is death. You can die off something that has nothing to do with you or or it just after somebody else's, how can I say, consequences. And I was talking to a guy who was, um, I work overnight at a, a job and uh, he was a, a cleaner and he was, the Lord put something on my heart just to talk to him. He was telling me how, you know, he'd been upset at God because I believe his brother or his father died in a, you know, in a car. I think somebody hit them or something like that, or a car accident. And I was explaining to him, you know, because he had bitterness to God or he, you know, want to talk to God like that. And I was saying to him is that this is the reality that nobody wants to hear, but it's the truth. Because there's sin in the world, you can die at any time and it had nothing to do with you. That's just the reality. Someone can be drunk and driving and hit you and you can be completely innocent and you die. You know, you can be the, the innocent child and you have cancer and you die. You'd be like, how can this innocent child come into the world with cancer five, six, seven years old and be terminally ill, you know? Or you can, you, you, you name it. And sometimes it can be what's frustrating is because we expect death to come to people who's justified of it, like criminals, people we deemed as unworthy to society, you know, and we expect, you know, and, and people like that be living, but people who we deem as good or innocent die. And death itself have this stigma, this ideology of it as almost not only scary, but an enemy or unjust or as death is unjust, justly, you know, activated upon man or something. I don't know. It just, cause we don't understand it. You know, a lot of people are really like, don't like it. Like, and, and, in the sense of it's like, it can't be controlled. You know, if we can control death, you know, it would make us God. But we all know that, you know, Jesus, when he died, he went down to the bowels of the earth. He took the keys of death from Satan and, you know, came back to life. You know, three days later, you know, he he got the keys of death. He hold death in his hand. He controls who dies and who don't, you know. But also one thing, you know, studying man, because I went to a Bible school, we on a year on man, which is crazy because our actions alone can produce death, which is wow. You know, and God have his hand over everything completely. He allowed us to have, you know, free will, which within our free will, he still have control. But he allowed us to make our choices, even though our choices got consequences and produced the worst of things. But overall, he's still in control because when we die, the reality is you go one of two ways. That just that's just the reality. You know, you sleep, you know. In the old testament they call it Abraham bosom and in hell. In the New Testament, we see as you just sleep in the Lord in his presence. You know, there's a big theory of do you go straight to heaven? Do you kind of like just you just sleep or you just or and all that? But we learn from the rich man of Lazarus in the gospels. That, you know, when Lazarus died, he was carried by the angels into the presence of the Lord, you know. But when the rich man died, 
he immediately woke up in hell. You know, and which uh, kind of like bring me to this scripture that is uh, is is real, is that you know Hebrews nine twenty seven and it said, and it is appointed unto man wants to die, but after that or after this the judgment. So reality is, you know, you will be placed somewhere after you die, and I don't, I'm not trying to get into that today, but I'm gonna get into you know going back to it is, you know, why death. You know, why did it come about? Because, you know, if you any living creature, you know, creation from, you know, God, the creator, you know, you understand that everything dies. And the reality is, you know, you grow up and you might not comprehend, but you know, especially if it hit homes, that life is not promised, you know, and I'm African-American and, you know, even... Growing up in in the hood, you know, I had my understanding on death was so lighthearted because, you know, before I knew the Lord, it was a lot of people who died, you know, in the hood, especially in my gang life when I was back thugging, you know, I was so lighthearted about it. You know, I seen, I didn't see death as how I see it now. I seen almost deaf as a glorifying badge, you know, kind of like, man, homie died, you know, homie died on the hood, and, you know, he looking down upon us, you know, rest in peace, homie, and <laughs> it was so lighthearted because I understand it because, you know, we thought that every time a person dies, they go straight to heaven, they look up and down on us, they angels, we put their face on a t-shirt with wings and all those things, and not knowing that he just blasted somebody before he died or he this or that or whatever, you know, not in a case. And I was so lighthearted on the whole situation because you can't talk about death and not talk about, you know, biblically what comes next. But because if you don't have a biblical understanding, when you talk about death, you talk about death as, okay, he died, but he's somewhere looking down upon me or this person is in heaven and all these things. And the reality is that's not true because... Death itself, you know, <laughs> death is not a good thing. That's just the reality. You know, if you even look back, you know, from the Bible, you know, the Bible standpoint, death ain't nothing good. Death is a curse. Death is not a gift. <laughs> death is not a blessing. Death is it wasn't supposed to be for us. But because we sinned, you know, that, that was the consequences. That was our reward for our sin. Like, this is what you got. You know, and I want to uh, kind of uh, go to, um, you know, Genesis 4, 17, well, Genesis 3, 17. And I want to talk specifically about Adam because I feel like from the man perspective, you know, like I said, Adam was, man, that's what, real quick. That was one of the people, if he's in heaven and God ever, you know, blessed me to, to be in heaven with him, the other one would be the people I would love to sit down and talk about. Well, hopefully we probably won't be able to talk about it because, you know, we'll, we'll be whole and all those things. I don't think we'll be able to talk about anything negative because every negative thing, sinful thing will be gone. But say, for instance, if you, well, I don't know. But if I could ever talk to Adam, you know, I would always ask him, well, I would ask, first thing I would ask him, like, did you know? Well, of course you didn't know, but how do you feel, you know, the effect that you you made on humanity? Your decision just affected 
every generation after you. You know, how many tombs there's, you know, there there is because of your actions, you know? How many, it's just like, if 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 only you could know the people I knew day to day, you know, who lived their life full of sin because they was born for iniquity and you wasn't. But because of your decision, you chose to sin. Now they born with the, that iniquity that caused death. And they live this dreadful, dead life like zombies to ultimately die in their sin and to and live forever in hell. Like, how you feel about that? That'll be a, a genuine question I would ask him because it bothers me sometimes when you look out in this earth and you see that, okay, you are here, but death is coming, you know, and you can't control it. You don't know when, but I want to just talk about the scripture real quick and I'm kind of get back into a few things. But Genesis 3.17 said, And unto Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy, uh, uh, thy sake. And sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth that the, uh, up to thee, and thou shalt eat the herb of the ground. And the sweater in thy face shalt thou eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it was thou taken. For dust are, for for dust they are, and unto dust shalt thou return. That was the curse. We was cursed. You know, the ground that we work is cursed. The fruit that we, uh, you know, we make is cursed because, which is kind of, because I'm a working class man and I'd be so tired and it's like, it's crazy that it's like, you know, well, you know, I'm kind of getting off of death, but I want to hit on this real quick. It's like, and he said, in sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Talking about the ground they work and thorns also and thistles shall bring forth thee. It's like you work hard to bring forth good fruit and there's thorns and this will automatically be grown with your good fruit or the fruit that you, you know, you get from the earth or whatever you work your day to day. That means out of all the the work that you put in day to day, there's going to be adversity. There's going to be things to hinder it. It's going to, it's not going to be pure. It's not going to be as easy and pleasing to the sight or the eyes. It's always going to be a matter of complication. It's going to be a matter of disease and, and treacherous you know, just tribulation, pain, and sorrow. And that's just your work every day. And, and I guess we all as men can look at ourselves and be like, ain't that true? It's like the, just I, the average day-to-day us going to work is going throughout this life or tending the ground, as it may speak. And it's it's like you almost can never really enjoy the fruit of your labor because of the stuff you got to go through. The, what people always say is it's, it's the process. You know, it's the journey. And and that is great because they're talking about the overcoming those adversities, those throwing the thistles, you know, to really receive what they have. But in the reality is during that process, no one likes the journey. The journey ain't meant to be liked. And then when you come out of it, that's when you be like very triumphant, overcoming. But the journey is hell. But that's because... Uh, we sin in the garden, or Adam sinned in the garden, and this is our reward. And of that is death, that we will come back to the earth. That's, that's the reality. 
we, we came from the earth, we're going back to the earth, and that's just the reality, you know? And it hit home to me because I lost my grandmother early, you know, and it's almost kind of like before, it was like I cannot picture life without my grandma, you know? It's like every holiday, you know, one thing we love in, in the black community is we love, we get together, which, which is not just a black thing, but I'm just speaking just from a cultural, it's like, you know, that Sunday dinners, those those holiday dinners with, you know, with grandma and the whole family, the uncles, aunties, all the whole family coming together and eat, you know, it was special because, you know, coming from a black man, we don't get too many special moments in our life, you know, but that was special. And my granny played a big part about it because when it's like when you go over granny, granny house, you're not just going to eat, but it's like life, it's love, it's it's passion, it's, it's grace, it's, it's, it's family, you know, she represented family to us when you go over a grandmama's house, you know? It's like you go over there, you know, you, you ain't going to cause hell. You you going to go have fun, go, 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 you know, live, you know? But when she died, you know, my freshman year in college, it was, it hit me because I gave my life to Christ like a year before then at 18, like that summer. I think she died like a year later. And... I didn't understand it, but that affected my whole life, you know? And it's like one day she was here and the next day she's not. And then it's like a month later, it's like, man, grandma gone. Then a year later, it's like she gone. Then two years later, it's like I'm not thinking about her every day because her physical presence is not here. It's like out of sight, out of mind. But I still feel her in memories or like, the I, I don't want to say feel her like I'm speaking to her and she's dead. I, I meant like just the thought of when the holidays come, like you can feel the weight that she, that she she held when it comes to holidays like Thanksgiving, Christmas, or just a day to day, or just hanging out with Granny. Cause you know I lived with her before I went to college. You know that's a whole nother thing. But it hit me because it's like where is my grandma? I remember we put her in the ground. You know, and and from the physical aspect of it, the body decomposed. We all know that. And there's bones and little pieces of whatever is left. But we all know now, because I'm a believer, that we body, soul, spirit. You know, our body, the flesh, of course, the spirit that God given us, the, you know, we communicate with in our soul, which is eternal, made of the mind, will, and emotions. That, that's eternal. You know, that, that goes back to God. You know, that's who we are. You know, that don't dies. You know, but you also have death, of course. You know, and then hell and heaven. And that's where, you know, that's where, you know, that's where we're going to go. But it's the fact that, you know, people say, well, death is not the end. You know, well, it's not. It's the beginning. But the reality is we don't know too many people who died and came back. Then we do to a sense, you know, because you might hear a lot of testimonies where I died and I went to hell or I died and I went to heaven or this or that. And one thing about me is it's very hard these days, especially because of the end times, to see if that's a credible source, you know? So I, it's very hard for me to take a person's testimony to be like somebody said I died and I went here and I seen this because I died, I ain't seen nothing. You know, I wasn't old enough to understand, you know, if I did see anything. But it's the fact that it's like, I'm just, I'm not... I don't, know, I don't jump on the bandwagon and somebody die and tell me, okay, this is what happened, you know? So it's almost like I ain't know, I don't know no one who died and came back and told me, hey, tell you, you know, this is what goes down. 
So it's death itself, or when we die, it's a mystery. You know, we only go off literally what the word says, you know? And it's it's big because, you know, the word kind of uh, outlined so much, especially from a believer standpoint. And I kind of feel bad because if you're not a believer, you know, it's like, you know, it's you immediately think heaven when you die. Yeah, it makes sense because you think of bliss or blessing after such a tragedy thing like death. But the reality is that is not the reality. You know, if you don't believe in Jesus, for one, you know, by his mercy, like I said, I can't control what Jesus does. And I know his grace and his mercy is so, so big that, you know, God can have grace and mercy on anyone, you know, but from a biblical standpoint, you know, outside of Jesus chooses to, to put you wherever he needs to put you. But I'm talking about those who don't know the Lord, you know, and, and live in sin and die in sin, you're going to hell. That's just a reality. And no one likes to talk about hell. A lot of people say, how can a loving God create a place such as that? And the reality is, if you know why he created it, then you understand that's probably like the, the dumbest question ever. Like, it's just like, it's like one of those questions, what people say, it's a lot of dumb questions where other people say, which kind of almost make me upset. It's like, if God so, is God so good, why he create evil? I'm like, if you only knew the answer to that, you know, because, but we didn't hear to talk about that. But it's like, why would God create a, a place like hell? Well, he created for the devil and his angels. That's just a reality. And those angels turned to demons. Now, because of Adam and the choices he made, and then wickedness came upon his earth, and man, life was just dark. <laughs> it's like you had light, but your whole life and you consume of darkness and evil and you produce this evil. You change your state of environment. You change your country. You change your name. You change er everything about you. It's evil and dark. And it's like this person supposed to live forever with the Lord, his presence, because, you know, sin can't dwell in his presence. You know, the, the nature is like you're, you chose your nature. And that's a whole nother sermon in itself, choosing the nature. That's how you know if you're a believer in God, because reality is when it comes to your sinful nature, if you choose a sinful nature, even no matter it don't matter if God allow you into heaven, you will still choose that same nature. It it, it no matter what God does. It's like because you already chose the nature you live by, which is sin and iniquity. But those who are here who choose to sin, you know, there's consequence to that. But there's believers or people out here who don't Every day choose to sin. It's not when they wake up, they choose to sin. Like, I'm going to sin today. I'm going to do this evil. I have a premeditated thought to go harm not only myself, but others. You know, people don't like it's real. People here don't have that, but because of the sinful nature inside of them, the iniquity that was passed down through, you know, Adam, which is a curse to us, we fall into, you know, temptation and we, you know, and we, we, we fall short of the glory some shorter than others and we'd be like damn we messed up but there's no there's remorse there's sorrow there's conviction you know it's not like we choose this every day because you know in, in that case 
you know, we done for. Cause thank God for God, what he, Jesus, what He did for us. That's what makes it so beautiful. Is that because of what Jesus did, He died for us. He took the punishment. He became sin for us. You know, on that cross, and He died. You know, He paid the penalty, the cost, which is death. But which give us that strength every day, and it give you know. And this is why I can really say it. this is why I love using grace. That is because it's like that's where it's like grace is important. And mercy for the believer. But if you are you a heathen, bruh. So God, I mean, you just gonna expect that you should live the way you live, disrespect God, bless me God's name, bless me his ways, live the way you wanna live and do what you wanna do, and then expect to just die and just walk into the heaven and slap rings on you and say, Good job? Like, no. What good job have you done? You know, to the God who's all created, to God who got judgment, to the guy who you know, holds death in his hand. It's like, w- would you even do that? W- I mean, like, bruh, it's like this. It's like you, you it's like you, you see a homeless guy and you say, you know what? It don't matter what you've done, you know, or how you got here, I want to help you out. You know, I'm going to give you a home. I'm going to give you identity, which means it will take you down to DMV and ever get you your license, get you your registration. You know, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a calling. I'm going to give you, well, to the homeless person, I give you a job, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm going to restore everything you lost. So you no longer be homeless. You'll be have a person, you'll be a man with a home. You'll be a man with identity. You'll be a man with a work, uh, you know, a job. You'll be a man with purpose, you know, and I'm going to help you out. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring you into my home, you know, I'm a, and you can eat, you, you can dine. I'm going to give you opportunity, opportunity. And this person, every time, you know, just, just break, just disrespect you in your, in the house, disrespect all your rules, your regulations, because you put rules in there to govern your home, to make sure your home to, to stay safe and people who live in a home safe, but the person choose to do just wreck havoc constantly. And you say, you know what? I understand. You know, you come from a tough place. I, you know, I give you mercy here. I give you grace here. Then you do some things like, yo, okay. At this point, you are really just, really just being a danger to not only just my house, but those who live in my house and yourself. And then it's like, you don't want to listen. You're, you are remorseful. You have no conviction. You don't care. You just want to do what you want to do. It don't matter. It's like you take everything for granted and you just, just continue to wreck havoc with no remorse. It's like, what are you going to do to that person you brought, you invited in your home and you gave everything that he lost back. You redeemed everything, you know, to him, back to him. And he just let it go again, let it go again, let it go again. He's no longer, he's not the prodigal son who learned from mistakes and come back to the father. No, no, he's not that person. He's just a person who continue just do what he want, when he want, no matter what. And he don't care what you say and he's proven it consistently over time, what would you do to that person? The average human being would kick their own family member out of their house way earlier than that. How much more a loving God? It's like, okay, you, you so it's like when you die, I mean, you think you're just going to just dwell in God's house like that? Because it's his earth. I mean, <laughs> and then you die, you think you're just going to just, just, you know, like, nah, bro, God have a place for you. A place that you decided to go, you know? You chose to go there by the way you live. Maybe not by the way, what you say, but how you live. Well, a lot of people say some a lot of crazy things, but, you know, if in reality, if we knew, you know, the truth, you know, we really wouldn't do what we do, but because we man, and even me, 
You know, it's just out of sight, out of mind. It's like we not in hell. You know, we say we living in hell, but we not in the hell of the Bible. So it's not we gonna we not gonna think to not, you know, I mean just we just not gonna think about it every day. You know, especially if you're full of sin. But this is the reality. You know, I don't blame God for not allowing certain people into his house, especially when they die. Because you can't talk about death without talking about the consequences and the placement after death. Because we all know as human beings, death is coming. But, you know, it's like because it's coming and going to end this portion of your, this inch of the rope on this side of eternity, you have a whole level of eternity to live. And you're going to live one or two places. That's just a reality. But we're going to kind of go more into death real quick. And especially for believers, we understand this, that, you know, of course, uh, Romans 6, 6, which is very important, is this, knowing this, that our old self was crucified with him. In order that our body of sin might be done away, so that we would uh, we would no longer be slaves to sin. So the reality is, when you know we we dead in Christ, you know that old man, that treacherous thing that that basically deserves hell, <laughs> you know, because of God pays a price, which is we blessed now and that when we get especially this point and get baptized, you know, in, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, so we can die, be dead in Christ. And, you know, and saying the Holy Spirit raised him up or and his father raised him up, they all are one, saying that we'll be raised up as well. But we no longer be slaves to sin because you got to kill that. You got to kill that from a spiritual standpoint because death is spiritual. Like, do you see death? Can you hold death in your hand? It's kind of like air. It's like we know we can't see air, but we know it's there. Same thing with death. We can't see death, but we know death is here. We've seen death manifest. Some people have been, you know, unfortunately seen death where a person die, take their last breath, how traumatized it can be. We see in movies all the time, you know, especially in war. You know, if you're a soldier in the military, you see death all the time, especially if you go to war. So it's like to see it, is a, that's a whole nother ball game. But the fact of the matter of us as believers is that we no longer get that penalty, which is a blessing that we still die. You know, unless it's, you know, we get deeper into the end times. So God said, you know, that not all of us are going to die. You know, those who's dead in Christ will be, you know, we caught up, you know, with the voice of the archangel and the and trumpet. And those who are alive and, you know, remaining will be caught up as well. So not all of us technically going to die, especially deeper in the end times. But, you know, until then, we understand that men die daily. Believers die daily. You know, we just had an awesome man of God who died, you know, die, uh, you know, you know, Ravi Zacharias, you know, and, you know, he was a man, of, a man of God. He just died not too long ago. And just the fact that he lived his life totally to the Lord and he's gone, you know. And where is he? You know, we as believers believe he's with the Lord. He's resting peacefully. But we're going to continue, you know. It's, and it's, it's funny because as believers, like, we got to understand that if we fear death, and I would tell anybody that I would not fault you for fearing death, you know, because that's something that I, too, struggle with because, like I said, death is unknown. Death death is a opponent that it seems like we just can't beat, you know. No matter how old you get, you can get to 105, 106, 107, eventually you're going to die. There's no one who's still who is 2,020 years old right now that we know. That just, that just, that's just the reality that is going to come. 
And as believers, death is coming to us because it's almost, it, it is a part of our life, you know, because of who we, who we live for, who we stand for. That is the reality. You know, we live for Jesus. You see what he, they did to Jesus and his apostles and the martyrs of the first you know, century church. I mean, how much more, you know, that would do to you, especially if you stand for his ways because the world, how the world is, the world going to get bold. And the reality is, you know, they're going to start doing things and we're going to say, no, 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 no. And they're going to say, it's time for you to go. And they're coming for us. And, you know, and it's very encouraging to understand this, but 2 Corinthians 4.11 tells you straight up, for we who live are constantly being delivered over to death for Jesus' sake, so that the life of Jesus also may be manifest in our mortal flesh. <laughs> That's just the reality. <laughs> you know, it kind of remind me, you know, of uh, Romans uh, what, 8, 36. What, what does it say? As it written, for thy sake, we are killed all day long. All day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter. So it, as a, a believer, you kind of see the, the, I was very frustrated a lot because it's like before, you know, I got di- uh, deep into the Lord. You know, I always kind of like had this battle with death. Now, getting into the Lord and understanding his understandings and all those things and trying to understand his understandings. I don't know all his understandings. I can tell you right now is that, you know, it's like you fight death and you kind of fear and then you get to find Jesus. It's like, okay, now you're going to die. Nine times ten, you, you know, you you know, because of who you are and what you believe in, you are kind of like sleep to the slaughter, you know, period. You know, that's just a reality. But then God breaks it down, you know, in uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2.11, you know, it said, you know, it is a trustworthy statement that for we die with him, we also live with him. You know, like Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So as to the believers, knowing that, okay, death is going to come, but it's not the end of you. Yes, you might not, you know, those who died and went along with the Lord and, and you don't know where they at, you know, their presence, you might, you know, and, you know, and by faith where they at, but you don't see them, <laughs> you know, it's, it's very hard to be like, okay, God, is this where I'm going? You know, and then it's, it's the question of just your life, your day to day. If you die today, where will you go? You know, you know, and the Bible says it's going to come a day. God said, let the rights be righteous still, let the wicked be wicked still. That means it's going to come a day when, when God stop everything and wherever you at at that moment, that's exactly where you're going to be. You know, for the believer, for the unbeliever. That's just the reality. The believer can be in a very bad state, you know, and he end up in a, a totally, a, a place that he don't want to be because of his decisions, which is, bothers me because I'm still a wretched man daily, you know. And and I'd be like, man, this would be, be a wrong time to die right now. And it's sad because my sin nature and some things that I ain't got, you know, purged yet or delivered from, it's like, it's almost kind of like, man, you praying for his mercy for real. Like, man, God, please don't kill me today. And this is just a believer. But to the unbeliever, to the person in the world who lived their life free with no conviction or no remorse, just living your life the way you want to live, I'm, I'm, I'm so worried and scared because when, you, when, you, when I hear stories of people like that dying and I hear people after that going on interviews and going on Facebook, going on Facebook, talking about, yeah, they looking down upon us, they living away. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And I, my heart is burning. Like, I wanted to say the truth, but it's like, that's not encouraging right now is in, a, in a state of grieving but you know the bible say you know you ready to be in this, uh what in a uh in the house of uh grieving and then in the house of like a party a feast or whatever and it's like bible want to tell the truth like yo that person's in hell man 
Well, it'd be like, how you know that? Well, I'm going to speak from the understanding from what I have and from what the, the Lord say. This person lived a life of sin, and that's all you know of him. But, of course, you see it come a day where, you know, like the Bible said, people think that those are what good is bad and bad is good. So you look at his evil deeds as if homie getting it, homie hard on the hood, homie go hard and this and that, or this person do this and that, or this person was super wealthy and he didn't care, it was self-made millionaire and all this stuff, and now they in, into glory or they in heaven. I'm like, you don't know the rules, man. You don't know what the words say, and that's why I make that decision because you live your life full of yourself. There was no Jesus nowhere near. There, there was nothing of him. I'm like, how can you be with him? If you didn't choose Jesus on this earth, how are you going to choose him in heaven? You know how fake that is? Somebody be like, act like they know you, you know, you, you like you go to school with them, and then they don't say nothing to you all day at school or throughout the whole year at school, but then later on in the summer, y'all go somewhere, you be like, hey, what's up, Tay? Like, what? You don't know me, bro. Yeah, what's up, man? What, what we doing tonight? Uh, nothing. You don't know me. You had a chance to know me. We went to the same school all year. We was in like three classes. You, you ignore me. You just went by me. You didn't want to help me. You didn't acknowledge me. But now, now all of a sudden, we're both at the same place. And you, you realize who I am, that I'm a person of importance. Now you want to be like, act like you know me. That's not how it works in this earth. That's not how it works. You, you're not going to do that with Jesus. It's like you didn't, choose, you didn't choose Jesus every single day of your life, and then you die, and now all of a sudden, now you want to choose Jesus. Now you, you're in heaven looking down upon us. Now you got angel wings. Break it out of here. Come on, bro. First of all, we're not angels. That's his reality. God said he's going to give us a glorified body, and he did not list an angel, on, uh, angel wings on there. I don't know where we get these angel wings from and a halo. I'm like, what? Do you think we need a halo in the kingdom? Where do they get that foolishness from? I don't know. The Catholics, that's right. And the Catholics, that whole thing is... But anyway, 